Well, anyways, since we are talking about Parasite for this episode of Collector's Corner, I do have a bit of a two-part question for you guys, so I will need two answers at once. Uh, We'll start with Nate. My question regarding Parasite is, this was obviously a critical darling. It won some Oscars, it was nominated for some, and that's where my question lies. It's, how many Oscar nominations did Parasite receive, and then how many wins did it end up getting? Hold on, I'm on, I'm on the IMDb page. I'm not get looking. off of that. Get I'm off not. Of that. Let me let me click. I'm not gonna look. I'm clicking away right now, and it's gone. Here's okay, it. let's go. Okay, it's gone. <laughs> not gonna cheat. Um, I'm gonna say it was nominated for. It was nominated for eight, and it won four. Nominated for eight and won four. Okay. Oh, man. John, what you got? It, it was all over the Oscars that year. That's a good guess from Nate. Honestly. Um, I'll go, I'll go nine and five. Nominated for nine, one, five. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll go with that. I'm going to give the win to Nate because Ah. he got the amount of wins. Correct. It won four Oscars. It was nominated for six. Oh, it was also close with, uh, with eight. So it was like the big ones though, right? It was like director, best picture, at least an screenplay. Yep. It was the original screenplay directing best motion picture. It won uh, uh, the Oscar for best picture, uh, and also won for best international feature film. And it was also nominated for production design and film editing. So it was a huge, some big ones for sure (laughs) from South Korea. Who knows when that's going to happen again? Like best picture and best international feature. Like, well, this so year we have see. the film that I mentioned at the beginning, Drive My Car, because that was nominated for Best Picture, Directing, Screenplay, and International Film. So it's kind of got that Parasite vibes to it, because it's like a film from Japan. But Yeah. Huh. But it's I like a three-hour movie on like Kevin Bacon driving a cop car. <laughs> that's just... If that's, where, if that's where your brain goes, then sure. <laughs> I don't want to disappoint you. I have no idea <laughs> what no, the fuck this movie is It's about. very much not that... I think the whole Kev- movie is them driving in the car, though, uh, for the most part. But so I, it's I like Lock it. with Tom Hardy. Need to watch it. Um, yeah. Okay. So Nate, yeah, you uh, you won the trivia contest this week. Congratulations! Thanks. Uh, this is what your second win so far? Uh, this I believe this wow. is my first. For the um, that I so <laughs> this is my first. So I would just oh. like to say this is amazing. I love this okay. prize. As what I'm is holding that? Is that like a doorknob? He's holding up like a tiny little Oscar statue or something. No, or it's a it's is a, that a vial of like some it, sort my, of liquid. My 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 mom got it for me in Vegas, and I it's like Ooh. Oh, it's a, gold. Oh. It's gold and like a little oh, like a snow globe or something jar type fuck? thing. Yeah. Is that a, christmas ornament no it's got like a little but it's not yeah did your mom kill somebody to get that that's for that's Um, a stolen item like no it's it's legit (laughs) she just got it in vegas it's one of those weird things where people just sucker you into buying stuff like i have Mm. poker chips and a bunch of stuff yeah Maybe some dice from the craps table you can buy in the gift shop. <laughs> well, yeah, anyways, welcome back to another episode of Collector's Corner. It's the show where one of us dusts off a film from our physical media collection. We put it in the Blu-ray player or, you know, Xbox 4Ks to watch. And then we get together and discuss what we liked, didn't like, and why the hell we bought the film in the first place. And this week is a double first for John because this is John's <clears throat> first criterion that he ever bought and I think it's ever watched. I think the Saran Wrap was still on the movie before he went to watch it. Um, and this won the poll for him, to, uh, for us to all watch. So, Parasite, the Criterion Edition. 
parasite. Sometimes I do feel like a parasite as a human being just because I'm annoying and I try to get a rise out of people a lot of the time. So um, it was good to finally revisit this movie because I did try to watch it at one point with my dad. I believe he got through it or he finished it the next night, but I was falling asleep and I just knew that I was not retaining any of this because finally actually sitting down and watching this, I was like, I don't remember a single instance of this movie. I must have been like so fucking tired that I, I was just not understanding what was happening at all. But yeah, I bought the Criterion at Barnes and Noble during the uh, was it the annual half off sale in the summertime last year or something like yep. that? Oh, yeah. Um, I bought it along with what was it? Virgin Suicides and the Breakfast Club, I think. Those still in the plastic wrap have yet to touch them. They are very dusty on my Blu-ray shelf. But this one, here we are. My first time ever opening a Criterion, and it was quite fancy. You know, you open it up, and it's got uh, some, I mean, obviously the same plastic and everything, so you kind of get the rise out of it, and it's like almost doing drugs for the first time. But um, you open it, you got a little little booklet that I didn't read, and two discs. Some artwork, you know. Um, a black and white version and a regular 4K version of the film, so you can't really go wrong. Parasite. I think it's a Blu-ray, but it's a 4K scan, so it still looks okay, really I, good. I was really confused about that because uh, yeah, Criterion just came out with the uh, 4K uh, like a couple of months ago. So this is and not they that only version? have like they only have like ten or so movies. Like some of them haven't even come out yet, but there's only like a handful so far. They're in 4K. Parasite is not one of them. Okay, well, either way, it looked fantastic on my 4K TV. Of course, Enough to the will. point where I was like, this could be 4K. I don't know the difference. So, um, yeah, it, uh, Parasite, yeah. Okay, because, Nate, you also are the owner of the of the Criterion Edition of Parasite as well. Oh. Yes, that, that, and, is, that is a fact. But, John, you are the, the Parasite virgin over there. <laughs> what do you think of this tale? I'm, I'm popping my cherry pretty often on this... Uh, on this on this segment that we do um yeah i was so happy to finally sit down and watch this movie officially open a criterion that i personally own put it in the xbox and enjoy it yeah it was it was a really interesting film i really had no idea what i was getting into i had no all i remembered was they kind of were in this like little shanty looking underground apartment um and like inhaling fumes from some sort of uh bug what are they called uh I don't know. Fumigation. Fumigation person. Like, that's all I remember the first time. So that's pretty much all I got through before I fell asleep. But wow, this movie, it's it's going some places, man. It's it, The way that it kind of, you follow these characters as they just swindle their way into this family's life is fascinating, dude. It's them against the system. It's them against this, like, high-class family that seems nice, but at the surface, but in reality is, they're kind of shitty people, like. At least this movie wants you to think that they are as, as like rich people, but I really liked it, dude. I really, I'm happy that I can't believe it took me this long to watch it. I was like, I can't believe that the, um, the twist didn't get spoiled for me after all this time. I really had no idea what it was gonna be. It's almost like the first time I watched The Sixth Sense, even after the Lonely Island song, I still didn't know what the twist was. <laughs> like I don't know how that doesn't make any sense to me because possible... the line literally is the spoiler <laughs> of. Yeah, spoiler alert. I mean, no, like, we're talking about it next week, but... No, no oh, that's actually... I didn't even think about that. Yeah. We literally are talking about the Sixth Sense. I just but, remember that, too, but... Um, yeah. I didn't know what this was going to be. I knew that they were kind of infiltrating a family, but I didn't know the way they were doing it. I didn't know how Bong Joon-ho kind of put this film together. It was so fun, dude. It really was just a, a... 
a fun movie to watch. Very unexpected. I don't watch a lot of foreign movies, but damn, this one didn't even seem like it. Because it again, it's when it, when it's a good enough foreign film, and I think he even Bong Joon Ho was literally said this. Like maybe it was at the Oscars speech. He's like, watch foreign movies. Like you won't regret it. Yeah, like once you get past that, like two inch subtitle at the bottom. This, it's like, dude, yeah, just oh man, we've watched Mercy, plenty of his so films. Much more movies. Yeah, but yeah. So Nate, your your revisit of Parasite. What'd you think of uh, watching this one again? I didn't realize this movie has such rewatchability. Like, and I didn't realize that until I got about halfway through it, and I was just like, this is a pretty easy watch once you understand it the first time and once you get all of like the the secrets that not that the family has but what is hiding in the house kind of thing ah, it's just it's such a just a crazy movie i i just i don't understand how bong joon ho could think of something like this and it's just so smart how each family works their way to getting in just each one just keeps being added and then you see the little spark and they're like, oh, I know someone that might be able to help with that. And then it like cuts right to them being included. It was just really well done. And I would love to see this house. I want to know where this house is and go I want to go visit, visit it. it. And then yeah. hopefully someday purchase it. <laughs> yeah, you could definitely it, uh, yeah make aspirations to do that. Uh, that'd be awesome. As long as we can come and visit. Uh-huh. Um, you know, oh, you guys can we live record there. the podcast there? Like that's that's my ultimate dream is to record the podcast in the Parasite House. Let's do that. That'd be right at that yeah. square table in the living room with in the, the basement though. We couldn't afford to live in the actual house. We'd have to record in the basement, and no one would know. I'll just sleep there. in the little tent out in the yard. So little, yeah, the little TP tent that they bought from America. So it yeah, must be okay. <laughs> Obviously, it must be okay. During the rewatch for me, I think maybe forty five minutes to an hour in, it just clicked. In my head, I'm like, this movie is just a fucking masterpiece. Like, I really liked it when I first watched it, but it's been, yeah, it's been a couple of years. I forgot about a lot of things that happened, and rewatching it, it just flows so brilliantly. And Bon Joon Ho just creates this crazy, fascinating story, like with his family just infiltrating this wealthy family, and just the the contrast between them two. Just per- these, the Kim family are just like dirt poor, very cheap. They're parasites. It's the name of the film. And they're infiltrating this wealthy family that has like everything they could possibly imagine and them just like living off of their wealth. It's just the way the story unfolds and like Nate was saying, just how each family member gets interjected into the film. Like it's just so fascinating and just like entertaining as fuck to watch. But then, yeah, halfway through the movie, they introduce this whole other element that's even more fascinating and just even crazier and weird. And it just dives into that a little bit and it's just it's it's nuts. It's just like movies don't get made like this very often. It, it's it's rare. So when a movie, it's just you really appreciate when a movie does come along like this. It's just it tells its story in such a unique way, and everything about just like the technical elements too, with cinematography, the score, the acting, just everything is just working so well together. It's one of those rare movies where it just it absolutely deserves everything it got, and it's one of my favorite best picture winners. I think it's it's amazing. It's a really really fun movie and from a filmmaking standpoint to the way like the blocking of some scenes like when they kind of go from character to character it's almost like just a well thought out play at times like when they're finally all infiltrated in the house they're all doing their thing you know that they know what they're doing but you know that everyone else doesn't know what they're doing and that is just such a cool 
thing as an audience member to kind of be there along as a fly on the wall watching them just kind of unravel this plan that they've literally planned out from the beginning from like writing scripts of how they're going to have exact conversations and they're cutting back and forth it's so fun it's so fun to watch that type of thing happen it reminded me of like catch me if you can as these people are just like just I don't know. They have this crazy plan that you feel like you never could have thought of or that even they couldn't have thought of because they come from this kind of low class system when in fact they're just hustlers, you know, just trying to hustle the system and make shit happen. And that was really cool for me to watch. They even have a line in the movie, which you're kind of touching upon. It's when the dad and the son are laying in the um, like in the in the middle of the gym with all the other families that are poor. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, the dad says something like the best plan is no plan at all. It's just to figure it uh-huh. out like on the fly. And that's just what he does as a character, which is just pretty funny as well. And yeah. that's what he does at the end. It also showed that the crazy contrast between, you know, the high class and the low class. Because, like, there are certain scenes where they're living the life. And then the next moment, they're stuck out in the rain with nowhere to go. You know, so it, I think, obviously, Bong Joon-ho is trying to do more than just the surface level action that's happening on screen. Like, there's a lot more that he's trying to say with his with his movies. Um, and that's that's obvious at certain points of the movie, uh, especially with the dad's character and how he's kind of perceived by the the richer family as like a really smelly dude. And when he when they don't realize he's there and they're talking shit about him, and then they cut to his reactions and stuff, it's like, damn, this is this is tough at times. But do you feel bad for him? I don't know, because he does some shitty things in the movie as well. That was something I struggled with throughout the movie. It's like. They're doing a lot of shitty things, but they're coming from the bottom trying to make it to the top. They're obviously not doing it in the right way. How are we supposed to feel about these people? For me, it's just really entertaining watching the story play out because I just love storytelling. And like I watch so many movies where there are just no good characters anyways, but Mm -hmm. it still doesn't like distract me from enjoying the story. Um, cause yeah, I mean like as characters, I mean, I think they all get what they deserve. I mean, I, I don't think that the, the spoiler alert, the, the daughter should have died. That was very sad and tragic, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, they're, they're not good people at all. They're just trying to get by and they're living off of other people's wealth. Uh, and they're taking advantage of this very gullible rich family, <laughs> but, um, it's still entertaining to, just to watch everything play out though. I mean, to be fair in reality, that's what a lot of people are kind of forced to do. You know, I mean, <laughs> Like, working in a middle-class job, I mean, you're kind of forced to work off other people's wealth. So, it, I don't know. It's a good exploration of what society is really like to a really scary extent with what this film ends up doing. And one of the best aspects of this movie is just how well Bong Joon-ho can film tension. Just when they get the phone call, when they're sitting there, like, they're drinking and they're talking about, oh the rich haven't made like this is amazing and then they get the phone call that they're eight minutes away that's it's like you know any minute that car is gonna pull up and everything can be foiled and it's just the way he's able to do that and like you guys were saying with him smelling and the dad just kind of it would cut and just in slow motion you'd see the dad or the mom just kind of it's like it's almost clicking but they're so trusting of these people they wouldn't expect that the only thing they notice is the smell of that of the dad and the son notices it first the son is smart that scene in itself was yeah like that 
was riveting, and the, that eight minutes of tension, yeah, of them coming home was probably one of the best oh, scenes, man. and them having to like, yeah, clean the house and also subdue the the two other people that are like trying to expose them. That uh, <laughs> was pretty intense. It does make me think, like, and I they would I highly doubt this would ever happen, but like, what schemes have they been up to in the past? This can't be the first thing that they've done, you know. Like, obviously, this is the most I don't know quote-unquote successful scheme that they've done where they're all in on it making a ton of money but they've clearly have a past of just kind of hustling like this because they all were so good at it like with coming up and with scripts and shit like elaborate scripts to just swindle these people out of their money was just kind of crazy so like i don't know And when you're in that you're in that situation you're gonna do what you need to do to, to survive so it wouldn't surprise me if they didn't have any history of it they were just like let's take advantage of this because we can all come out yeah. better on the other side because of this. And like the whole thing. Oh yeah. If there was a degree for document forgery, your sister would be like top of the class. Yeah. Yeah. And she's That's just smoking a that... cigarette and just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me that cup. It's just like the daughter was... was such a badass. <laughs> she was. That's what gave me the biggest catch me if you can vibes. The scene of her kind of forging these documents were just straight up exactly what Leo did when he was making the fake checks and everything in that movie. I was like, oh man, I I just I don't know. I love that type of thing in, in movies. It's really fun. <laughs> the daughter, yeah, Jessica, as they call her in the movie, yeah, she was great. Uh, the, the the first scene where she goes in to meet uh, the kid and the mom wants to like sit in on the session. She's like, no, this is art therapy. Like, we need to take this seriously. Yeah. You need to get out of here. We can't have any involvement <laughs> with you. And she was so smart. And then afterwards, she's like, yeah, I just did a quick Google search and like looked up what art therapy meant and just improv from there <laughs> it was just brilliant Fucking genius dude it's absolutely wonderful. genius and the, the shit that they did to get the other employees out of there in order to get their parents in with the housekeeper with the peach fuzz they're like oh why can't you have peaches oh okay that's why that was just sickening you mean like the scene that's playing really behind smart. you yeah she's blowing the peach yeah, literally, I got the movie playing behind me right now, but yeah, literally blowing the peach fuzz off to make the uh, housekeeper have allergic reactions and stuff. And then even the dad was in on it, taking these fake selfies, coming up with this elaborate story behind it. It was genius. Really cool. It backfires, obviously, but um, it was cool at the time when they did it. They have that whole, I mean, this is full spoilers. If you haven't seen Parasite, this is this is the end of the movie. Uh, the son recovers from his brain injury. And from getting hit like, with a rock, yeah. oh my god! Like that should like, kill a person. I thought he was dead too. Like even this rewatch, I'm like, oh, I forgot the brother died. But then, you know what he was really hit with though? The MacGuffin. Yeah. Sure. Yes, the rock. That was a uh, full-on MacGuffin of the movie. Um, Just listen to our punch drug love review. Goddamn that! If anything's a MacGuffin, it's that damn rock in this movie. But they have that whole scene of the son figuring out the Morse code with the dad and the light in the basement, kind of like triggering uh, like a, a Morse code for the son to to read uh, and figure out. And basically, it's like yeah, the, the dad's there, and then he's like, "Okay, so I'm gonna go get really rich and wealthy, and just come back in a couple of years or whenever and buy the house. And then all you have to do is walk up the stairs, and then we'll be reunited." They have that whole scene play out, and then even like fades to black as like the son and the dad are hugging in that wide shot, and then. Just it bookends to the beginning in, yeah. shot. Yeah. And it's him just writing that letter and it's him saying, like, well, for now, like, so long. <laughs> just like yeah. it ends. It's like, oh, so he hasn't gone and done all that and he probably will never go out and do all that because of his brain injury and he's going to be too obsessed with just trying to figure it out and trying to figure out a way to do that. But 
Never I do love the uh, the movies that go for full circle. Like even with the same shot, even you know the the story ends up like they're kind of back to where they began, but in a much worse place. Um, and he could have done the the happy ending where the dad just walks out. He could have ended the movie right there, but he didn't. You know, he made it more you know centered on reality, which was a lot more somber. But I think it makes sense for the story and the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, and it just went from being pretty subdued to being extremely violent. Like, that's one thing I wasn't expecting when I was first watching it, is just how violent everybody got. Um, Like, the ending was a bloodbath. (laughs) When the rest of the movie was pretty pretty docile. Not, not like, fast-paced, but not a lot going on until this just whole fight breaks out and there's blood everywhere and the kid gets hit in the head with a fucking rock i was like there's no way he lives after that or the woman she gets kicked down the stairs and just that you can tell that snap just as she hits the bottom of the ground you're just like oh yep she is not gonna make it Mm -hmm. Uh, parasite parasite bong joon ho you felt all the characters so helpless. Like, obviously, the the people tied up in the basement and the woman has a concussion, but even all the other characters were just, like, at their wit's end in that moment, which was just, like, a testament to Bong Joon-ho's ability to just create tension. Just, like, probably 30 minutes of tension was just still going on, even when they were just, like, trying to hustle to, like, make dinner and shit, get the house in order before that family came home, like... That the mom didn't wild. even know how to make that meal. She yeah, was just like, she, "What's she wrong? Like, what is that?" Yeah, on the way. But that not only wild. that, like her, the mom was so oblivious to like what she had done to that poor lady. Like she literally like kicked her down the stairs, and then she yeah. hit her head on the concrete wall and later died of the concussion. But uh, the mom was like talking with Jessica like that before the party, and was like, "Hey, can you go give this meal to them? Like, I'm sure they're hungry. They've been down there for like a while now." It's just oblivious to the fact that she literally just killed the lady like the night before. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it's just that the violence I, like to me like everything was kind of building up where like I fe- I remember feeling like something was going to implode. But yeah, like it was definitely graphic when it finally did happen. It was like holy shit, this is shocking. And it went so fast too. It's like the daughter gets stabbed and then immediately like uh the mom starts getting slashed and then she stabs the other guy like through the stomach with like the the shish kebab meat thing sword. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy, man. Oh man, it was. And yeah, that guy was deranged. Like, just that was a terrifying look in his eye when he ran out of the party, just covered in blood and obviously like reeking. But yeah, yeah. It was also and that crazy guy to was... see kind of out. Just gonna say like how oblivious the the higher class people are like the daughter just kind of just casually walks by after this literally deranged random dude from the basement covered in blood walks by the staircase with a knife it's just like how they how they don't realize what's really going on under the surface was was pretty fascinating like the whole movie that's the thing like they're literally under the table and they have no idea you know they're parasites they're they're parasites they're literally parasites. Yeah. And like when they've parasited themselves into the rich people's house, the the old housekeeper, she's also a parasite. She kind of weasels her way oh, in. Oh, God. Maybe and even e- more so. God everyone damn. in this movie's a parasite. Everyone. 
In a way, I guess, yeah. <laughs> At least there's no uh, parasitic <laughs> twins in this movie that we know uh, of. Hmm. Like no, James Wan. <laughs> so, what would you what would you guys say is the strongest technical element of this film? Because it won, I think, screenplay, international film, best picture, directing. Uh, yeah, that's it's, it. It's the but script. What do you, uh, this, you the storytelling. Yeah, I mean, it's. Did it win that? I, yeah, I believe it did. Yeah, it's it's really just expertly crafted. Just Original like you do player. not see this coming. I love the dialogue in this movie. Um, there's dialogue upon dialogue. There's characters writing dialogue. It's 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 really really well done. It's hmm. it's great. Well, I won't copy your answer. I'll I'll, I'll go with cinematography, just because the way he shoots the house, it's almost like. He can shoot it at, like, an angle where it just looks like a 2D part of the home. But then from other angles, you can see all these different weird shapes. And, like, the sister's cleaning off the table and the camera turns. And you see the brother, like, running up the stairs on his hands and feet. Like, trying to run up. Just a lot of unique uh, shot work. Especially when they got down to the basement. He made that basement so claustrophobic and terrifying. Just with that long hallway and the whole morse code thing that they had on the wall which i thought was really clever but one thing i want to know is how that woman's husband got up and escaped when he was being hogtied on the floor Hmm. like his feet were tied pipe right well he was there but then they got up and scrapped and then he like i remember specifically him being hogtied and his ankles being like tied up and then it cuts to him like hitting his head on the thing i was like how did he get the out of that son must have done something to to somehow the, release well, him I, in a sense because he was down i don't there. know the last thing Probably i remember from that that scene was uh the the lady laying on the ground dying from her concussion like after she was like throwing up in the toilet she was like passed out and she was like being like uh, somebody like oh, the mom she's a nice lady she kicked me down the stairs though like i need you to remember like the family did it or something and the guy is just like freaking out like while he's tied up so my only guess is like just he raged out he raged <laughs> out and yeah realized, <laughs> tried to help his wife that was dying and in. finally realized that she was dead and that scene when the son does go downstairs uh with the rock to he drops down the stairs like a fucking klutz uh but when the guy just like puts that like wire around his neck and pulls him and like ties him up and like was about to like try to kill him with the rock that was terrifying and then him trying to escape with like that thing still dragging behind him as the guy's chasing after it like you just know any minute he's just gonna pull it and he's the guy's the kid's gonna go flying again but that whole scene was fucking terrifying that's also testament to the cinematography it was just the best shot from that scene is the it's the wide shot of the dude just like the sun is on the ground it's a wide shot it doesn't cut away just thud right on his fucking head with the rock Picks it up, oh God, walks yeah, away. Gross. Like, dude, holy shit. I thought, I mean, he should have been a little bit more direct. Otherwise, he wouldn't have woken up in a hospital hospital bed. But, yeah. To, to a detective <laughs> that doesn't look like a detective. The best and, element, I think, is just Bon Juno behind this movie. Making it what it is. It's just, it's, you don't see movies like this. It's just so fascinating. And it's constantly throwing left turns after another and you're you're with this family but you're also like yeah you're not really you're not rooting for them but in a way you kind of are 
because the story is so fascinating. It's like, okay, what are they going to do next? And the whole the thing with their apartment flooding, that was almost like their karma. Like, oh, all the shit that has happened, all the stuff that you guys have done, well, guess what? You're going to pay for it now. And then that's when they have to leave and everything is destroyed. And you can even see the father, like... Even though their whole place is flooded, he's still trying to save some of like the little artifacts from their apartment, like his wife's silver medal or something from hammer throwing. Just a bunch of little things that just show who these characters are. Like the sister just sits on top of the toilet as it's spewing out sewage. And she just longs for that peaceful smoke of a cigarette. Like, they start to cherish the little things that they had. It's the little things. And, yeah, just, that was (laughs) just a sad part where early at the beginning of the movie, they're trying to get service out there. Because that's the most important. But the most important to her right now is just having a smoke and, like, trying to relax in this, like, craziness. Moment of solitude. Yeah, yeah. There's a, it, the movie does a really good job at kind of making them pay for what they've done. So I wouldn't really necessarily call them antagonists. They're not good or bad. It's hard I, to I, I don't for, know. I can't really think of way to explain or against it. them. Like it's yeah. you're you're there for the ride, but like maybe you don't agree with their methods or even like what ended up happening to them based on no, that. No, they're, they're they're not good people at all. <laughs> but you know. I think the son has some good in him because you kind of see him realize that what they've done or are doing is bad. And so, like, he's going to go to fix things. Well, he did seem willing to go down to that basement to kill that guy with a rock. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I mean, like he is trying to murder someone. Uh, well, I mean, at at the beginning, I feel like they're they're so poor, like they're literally just trying to fold pizza boxes. So Jessica to the has, point of doesn't do that bad of stuff, I guess. She's the most, I think, innocent out of all of them. Maybe the mom, maybe. Well, no, the mom fucking killed the lady. I would say Jessica's one of the most deceiving because she could become a sweetheart at any minute. But in reality, she, like, framed the driver with, like, the panties on the floor. Yep. She might have been the most devious of them all. Like, maybe not the most murderous, but the most devious in what she was willing to do. I also, uh, like, that scene that you just mentioned with, like, uh, her sitting on top of the toilet as the sewage was just, like, spewing out. I also love that scene because it was such a great contrast of her. Because, like, the night before, she was in that, like, bubble bath watching TV and that, like just luxurious rum and stuff and just they're drinking out of Voss water which if you have Voss in your fridge you know you're fucking doing well oh it's literally that you're, scene he just rolled yeah. the Voss to her I just pointed it dude. <laughs> it's that it's, scene it's bougie no shit <laughs> um, yeah that was fucking great just the contrast of just yeah like that situation and then just immediately going to their home being flooded and her just on top of the toilet just smoking a cigarette because it's the only thing that matters to her that was wonderful do you notice um, how how like they are despicable right there, people house. when like, they're having all this fun and talking about how they're going to be rich and all this stuff. And then they just, like, kick a dog across the room. It's like they're, like, in reality, they are just assholes. They like, never they really kicked are. a dog. There's a scene where the dog comes up and, like, the, the She mom pushes it aside. Like, she just yeah, kind of goes. goes it's like, really? Well, yeah. Like, that, that scene pissed me off a little bit. But Since yeah. it was your first time watching Parasite, what you got for a grade? What are you going to give this bad boy? 
I, I understand all the, the critical praise. I think it's a film like this, like you said earlier, doesn't come along all the time. Just the the storytelling techniques and the twists and turns and stuff. It was just a lot of fun. And I, I really found myself just kind of fascinated with the characters and trying to see what they were going to do. And the film ended up surprising me quite a bit. Like I knew something was coming, but I didn't know what was coming. And even after the twist, the movie still has some punches to throw. So um, this, like Nate said, another film that I, I really want to go back and rewatch and kind of see the things that I didn't see the first time around. I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. I think it's a really, really solid movie for the first movie to own on Criterion, actually sit through, discuss. Um, I'm really happy with it. And uh, yeah, Parasite. Finally glad to uh, check it out. Nate, the, the revisit of Parasite. What you got? What was your grade uh, the first time around, and then what do you give it on the rewatch? I think first time around, because I was buying into all the hype, I gave it a five out of five. But after the rewatch, I'm matching John's four and a half out of five. Just, These characters are just portrayed so well by the entire cast, and they all just have their little niches that separate them. But as a family, it seems pretty realistic. I loved the end of it. It kind of reminded me of a La La Land type ending where mm. you see the flashback and you think, oh, this is how the movie's going to end. And then it cuts and they're like, no, this is actually how it's going to end. So I like how they did it like that. And it was just helmed by a master. And I'm very excited to see what he does next. So, yeah, four and a half out of five. Very solid. Very solid. What about yeah. you, Ducky? This just got better on the rewatch. I was fully into this movie. It felt like it was a 90-minute movie, and yeah, it's like two hours and 12 minutes or so. It just absolutely flew by. Uh, it was fun to yeah revisit it and just kind of pick up on some plot elements that I completely forgot about and also just kind of realize just how truly layered this movie is. That it's going for so much with the story, and there's so much like subtle meanings and stuff as well throughout it. And it was just fun to kind of sit back and kind of decipher that, knowing where the story was going and kind of watching and waiting for that twist to happen. It was just a lot of fun to revisit it. And yeah, they, I've said it like three times already. They just they don't make movies like this anymore. And I'm very happy that it won Best Picture. So I'm actually going up a grade. It was a four and a half out of five. It's now a five out of five. This is a fantastic wow. movie that uh, I am now sad that I am the only one from the group that does not own this on the Criterion Blu-ray, but well, it's thirty-one ninety-six it on uh, Criterion.com right now. Well, it's nineteen ninety-seven at Bull Moose as well. But oh, well, speaking yeah. of the the Criterion, though, I mean, you guys both own it. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of special features and cool kind of uh, essays of the film itself that I'm sure you guys dove deep into and watched everything on the discs. Um, so <laughs> I didn't watch any of them, but you, sure there's there's a lot. Um, there's, first of all, there's the, the regular Blu-ray version of the film, which looks great. And then there's the black and white, which is on the background right now during the recording of this podcast on a separate disc. Um, but there's, there's all, there's also a million things. Nate, have you had a chance to watch any of this stuff or? No, I felt since this was your episode, oh, you I was going to let do you that. do. Th yeah. Yeah. Because, no, yeah, um, yeah, I yeah. didn't have time because I'm a working class adult that lives a full life. Uh, I work two jobs. Uh, uh, I have one job, but my second job is currently my Minecraft world. So I didn't have time to do that. That was it. But there again, black and white. There's conversations with Bong Joon-ho. There's a bunch of interviews. There's stuff from the Cannes Film Festival. Like, if you're into, you know, Criterions, which I'm really not, 
Um, you might be into this type of thing if you love filmography. Um, this is something that you probably want to dive into with a fascinating director like Bong Joon-ho. So there's a lot there um, if you like the movie in general. I mean, this is 100% worth picking up. Um, having your collection spine number 1054, by the way. We haven't mentioned that. Usually Nate mentions it, but yeah, it is your week, so technically you are responsible for that. 1054 um, is the spine yeah. number. Not a big fan of the cover. Got to be honest. I I am not impressed by the cover. That might be why I haven't picked it up. I don't know. Why the fuck? Well, it's Morse code. The cover is. <laughs> it's it's just bland to me. I don't know. I think it yeah. says a lot though. I I kind of because just looking at this and not knowing the story, I wouldn't know what to expect. But now after I like like going back and watching a trailer after I watch the movie to kind of see all the instances that and what the context of them. And this poster almost does do that, in a sense. Yeah, the whole front slipcover is all Morse code, and it probably means something. Oh, so I, I, I never looked it that. up. But... Wait, what's the, what, what was the cover that you were just holding, John? This, this, inside... goes, this goes in the cover. Oh, uh, wait, open that up. Open that up. So, is that yeah. the full poster, like a wide shot? Yeah, no. so it... it... Well, kind of. No, no, no. Well, it opens up. It's the same yeah. thing on both Aww. sides, and then on the inside, it's it's like the inside of the house and the discs. So that's the that's the regular Blu-ray. Okay. And then that's there's cute. the the other one. Yeah. Um. So it's fine. It you know, I mean, it's got a little booklet in there, and it's not quite the Secret <laughs> Life of Walter Mitty Blu-ray, but you know, it's okay. And I'm sure everybody's tuned out at this point, but it's got um, a little booklet in there. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Who fucking cares? I don't know. It's a movie. People don't buy these anymore. You probably just are gonna watch it digitally, but. This is Collector's Corner, so here we are. It's my number 1054. Okay. Parasite. Parasite. 131 South Korea film. And John, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the special features listed on the back of the cover, they they just um, refer to him as Bong. It's like Um, interview with Bong. So, uh, yeah, they do. You're, yeah, you're right. It is kind of weird. It says right here, uh, I'm on the the Criteria website, but new, because I can't read this because I'm fucking blind, but new audio commentary featuring Bong and critic Tony Ryan. It's just every time I see it, I'm like, oh, I don't yeah, know why that's they don't Bong. Just, this guy, Tony, they have his full name, but they can't write Bong Joon-ho, which is very limited on letters to begin well, with. <laughs> anyways, okay, yeah, so that was the Collector's Corner episode of Parasite, the Criterion Edition. John, this is your first Criterion. Congratulations. Did it, you did it. You still have yet to watch the special features, though, so I'm not going to give you full credit. Maybe no. I'll give you partial credit. You know, like in school, sometimes you have to say you got partial credit on something. You know, Definitely not time. extra credit. Yeah, I'm not quite no extra there. Credit. No, if Nate yeah. had done the special features, that would be extra credit for him. But I remember there was a time where I get, I get fit. You get a 50 no matter what, as long as you write your name on the paper. I remember I had a teacher that did that. So That's I, nice. I guess I could consider <laughs> that. Write your name. All you like, have to do is write your name. Did she have a bunch of students that like, refused to write their names or something? I guess because a lot of that? people just forget to write their names. So it became a thing where she was like, just write your fucking name and you'll get a 50. <laughs> No. Yeah. All right. No. I don't know. Well, anyways, um, next week's episode, we're going back to my collection. Uh, we're going to go back and revisit a film that completely traumatized me as a child. And some of you guys actually might be surprised to hear what that movie is. It's actually the Blu-ray of The Sixth Sense. I know you guys know. Um, I do but know. I think I rewatched this with Nate in college before we went twice did we watch it twice or something we watched it no i was just saying hi oh, yeah i'm nate okay. yeah uh <laughs> that's me yeah i'm on the podcast yeah. by the way hello it's me <laughs> okay good because uh i i 
don't really rem- I mean, I remember really liking this movie and being terrified when I first watched it. It absolutely scarred me, but uh, I am curious to kind of dive more into this one because it's been a while and uh yeah, oh, I can't wait times. to revisit this. I still don't know the ending, dude. After all this time, I, I don't know what You've happens. You've seen it. I've seen it. I know what happens, but I uh yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happens. <laughs> I'd like to think I'd like to forget cuz imagine going back and watching this again and not know I never watched it knowing, which should be an interesting dynamic this time around. We'll see. Okay. Well, maybe we'll cover knowing Star Nicholas Cage in another episode. Um, I have the anyways, so I might pick it next. You guys can follow us at those movie dudes on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to podcast feeds wherever at those movie dudes wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Collector's Corner is going to be every Thursday. And if you want us to review a specific movie, if we own it, let us know. DM us, vote in our surveys. You know, if you want to send us movies. Let us know that you want to send us something. We'll get a P.O. box. If you send us a film in the mail, we might watch it. Just don't send a DVD because John will just throw it. I will put I will put my Truly cans on top of it because it is a coaster to me. Let's get physical, physical.